Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. Well, we are on to the new year, 2023. What in the world are we going to do in 2023, Dr. Andy? Oh, when did this happen? 2023. Just like, boom. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh my, I don't know. I have to think about it. (laughs) What are we going to be up to? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to really get back into my uh, fitness schedule. Right. So I just kind of been lackadaisical about that really get healthy. You know, I've been uh, uh, talking about this on some of my other podcasts that I got the water wand the water one from Dr. Uh, Cowan, which I know you don't know what that is. So I'll have to show you when I no. come over next week. Um, it's it's to uh, structure the water. And then I also have some seawater that I'm drinking. I've got my sauna. I've got my hot tub. And, you know, I just need to get off my sphincter and uh, <laughs> get to the gym. <laughs> the new year isn't complete with the word without the word sphincter. Well, no, that's, that's, that's a goal. We're going to use the word sphincter much more. And I, I bet that we will be able to, because there's a lot of sphincter thinking still going on out there in the veterinary world. I mean, it's hard to say sphincter thinking. That's hard. Sphincter thinking. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to make a t-shirt. Are you, do you have a case of sphincter thinking? (laughs) Is your head, is your head. It, it, it correctly inserted in the anal cavity. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh. Okay. I do have a question for you. I don't know if I have an answer, but I, I'll okay. be glad but to you hear it. sent out again, the adored beast shot of supplements for people to take, right? Yeah. 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 What's the reason for the orange juice and what else can you supplement? I think the reason for the orange juice, cause that phytoplankton tastes like fish. Okay. So if you want to put vodka in there, probably be fine. Okay. So any way you can get it down. Cause I'm like, well, there can't be a real reason. Cause the animals aren't getting orange, orange juice. juice. Like I didn't think the vitamin C was the issue. What's the thing. It's just a taste thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think they just do that. Cause her staff does that Julianne right. Lee staff and they drink that. And I, I got to tell you, I've tried to add the phytoplankton to my coffee and it's really gross. Is it? Damn. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, 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 my, my staff puts it in smoothies. Yeah. I don't do that either. So. No smoothies. Okay. No. Um, I might what do you do? Shot it down. I what coffee, do you water and meat. Like mm. Mm, maybe, yeah, I might just have to shot it down. Like just, well, you come back to us and you tell us how you got <laughs> that. down. <laughs> okay. Cause the smell is quite a lot. Yeah. 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 On its now, own. Right. Now you don't have to put a whole lot in there, but, um, so see how that tastes. Now I, it's funny because I got this, uh, seawater and I'm going to introduce you to this stuff because I think it's amazing. You know, if, if we are mostly water and we need to have structured water, Mm -hmm. water that, you know, uh, that is actually utilized by the body. Yeah. Most of the water we drink is not. It's crab. It's sphincter. Okay. And so, this seawater and you only do like this much and you swish it around in your mouth and then you swallow it. And it is, it is like you're surfing in the ocean, right? And you've fallen off your, your surfboard and you just sucked up a bunch of water, but it has the vitamins and minerals in it. And I think it's amazing. I gave it out as Christmas presents. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, so we'll see. So we'll see. I said, look guys, do this for a month. You know, I gave him the water wand, um, also the the water, and I and I said, let's do this for a month and see how you feel, right? So I've got a girlfriend who has gut issues, and one of the things that was talked about on the podcast with the guy who Dolph who came up with this, he's talking about that there's a lot of 
fungi uh, that that is accumulated in our guts, a lot of bacteria that's accumulated in our guts with unstructured water, with this water that's been contaminated by a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So anyway, um, so we'll plus see. It's, plus what I understand is that a lot of it's just dead because we make it go linear all the time through our pipes and through our world. So it's basically dead contaminated water. Right. Because I don't have a water wand. I have an analemma, which is also a wand. That's it. Um, that's, that's what it. I have. Okay. That's it. Okay. You have that. Yeah. yeah. You use it all the time. All the time. In my before I make my coffee, before I heat up the water for my animals, so the dogs are getting it too. Um. Yeah. All the water yeah. I drink. Mm-hmm. That I just can't say that word. Analemma. Analemma. Yeah. Analemma, which mm-hmm. is the site analemma.com. So yeah. I, was, I was talking to Dr. Judy and she said she had a wand, a water wand is what I call it. Okay. And uh, she didn't screw it in. And mm-hmm. uh, she dropped the top and broke it after two times. And you know, they're oh. not cheap. They're, they're about not cheap to... and they are fragile. And yeah. they do give you a nice case, but they are fragile. Yeah. 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 So anyway, th- that was cool. That was cool. All right. So let's talk a little bit about, I want to ask you about dogs and stress. I saw this article that came out from Dogs Naturally and they're talking about how dogs pick up on our stress. And you and I both know that when we see a crazy dog, we can usually look at the pet parent and go, Hey, can we help you? (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know how we, as humans, we accumulate stress in our body. Like our muscles get all jacked up and tight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do dogs do the same thing? Do their muscles get jacked up and tight? Absolutely. They do. Oh, absolutely. The most obvious example is if the pet owners are moving, Hmm. usually the dog becomes a little less active. People get a little stressed and preoccupied with other things, but they end up in my office because the dog's not doing well. And that's just all stress that they've locked into their muscles. Absolutely. That's like the biggest, most obvious example, but holiday stress, I get so busy around the holidays. Um, this year has been particularly busy. I think the weather's contributing, which we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. I believe it was the last time we talked about how weather and storm fronts impact your animal, but absolutely the stress a dog's lock it into their bodies in particular, my point of view, they lock a lot of emotional, um, stress, emotion, emotions in general in their tail. Some dogs I go to just kind of I do an energetic evaluation of their tail. I can do adjustments too, but I kind of just go down their tail and some dogs lose their mind. Like I've got stuff stored in there. You need to leave that there. Like we're not dealing with my tail stress today or my emotions that I've shoved in there because plus there's a lot of emotions that are projected at the tail and what it means if they're wagging and what it means when it doesn't wag and what if it means if it's over here, like we've projected so much stuff on it too. So there's a, they put a lot of emotion. I think in the, in their tail, basically in the base of their tail. Yeah. And I want to come back to that. I want to talk about the tail a little bit in a second, but here's the information um, on can dogs smell your stress. And so there was this study at Queens university Belfast, and it found that human stress produces changes in breath and sweat. And so the dogs can detect that. And, um, they said that they, you know, they did this test and overall, uh, dogs detected the stress samples in 675 out of 720 trials, which was a 93.75% of the time. And that was much greater than they thought, but they detect an odor from the change in volatile organic compounds produced by humans in a response to stress. Interesting, huh? Which I think would tell us why you have dogs that uh, can detect when a when a when a um, um, seizure is coming on and, and mm-hmm. things like that, right? Those dogs. So it's a it's a difference in the smell uh, of the human, which is so interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, they may smell something different, but the animals and dogs and horses and cats, their language is energy, our energy shifts. I think they pick on it before they even smell anything. I think that's limiting our connection with these animals with that. I'm sure it happens. I'm sure they can smell the change. I'm sure we do all that. But I think it's even I think that's even limiting to what they actually are in tune with with us. 
So I wish that there was a guide that said, if your dog's acting like this, then you got a problem. Point I the wish the guide point. said, if you're <laughs> acting like this, <laughs> explains why your dog's acting like this and y'all need to do something different. Right, right. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there is once, and I think that's part of raw feeding gets you so much more in tune. I think that's your first step into really getting in tune with your animals. And then there's the next step of these better supplements like Adored Beast. And then there's the, you know, like when you just throw a bunch of Skittles in the bowl, Mm -hmm. that's not, you're not really in tune. And then you have pet parents that are free feeding and they don't even know if the dog's eaten in three days. Like how can you be in tune with your animal if you don't even know what they're up to with their food dish? Right. And I think it's ultra confusing if you're mixing kibble and raw, right? It's, it's really confusing for pet parents. And, and, um, and I know, I know, cause I, I hear this from my pet parents who say I can't afford to feed all raw. So I'm putting in the mm-hmm. kibble, but if your goal is ultimate health, mm-hmm. right, then you really aren't going to be able to reach that goal. So as long as you understand that, And the other thing that, that I hope pet parents understand is if you have an issue with the gut or the digestive system in any type of way, it's typically not the raw guys. It's going to be all the sugar that you're putting in the dog's body. Absolutely. I had a client this last week. She's been with me three years now and she came in with her little Boston Terrier. She's one of my, my dear clients and he was fat and he was decrepit. He oh. had sores in his face. He had sores on his feet. She came from Banfield um, mm-hmm. following all the convention, all of everything they ever recommended. I think he was on steroids at the time. And she looked at me point blank and goes, what do I need to do? I go, you need to do, you need to change diet. You need to go buy raw food. She did it that afternoon. We, at the time I put her on standard process. Um, this like, 180 turnaround this dog's now thin um mom's like you know this is his best self he's not bred well he's not got great confirmation so we need to manage that like she's like full circle and what she told me the other day because the husband was like you're going to the chiropractor and we're buying raw food like what are we doing here she goes he hasn't said a thing in the year last year about what i spend here because we don't go to the vet anymore and what it's happened is then they've been going to the chiropractor on a monthly, her and her daughters, they haven't been to the doctor and he's noticed all of this. He hasn't said anything, but he hasn't said anything, right? Like he's just noticed all this. Um, and so she's like, I don't hear about it anymore. And we don't go to the vet anymore. Wow. You have to experience it to really believe it. Mm-hmm. And but- if your dog's a mess. And yeah, then but, you to your, s- but to your point, I can't afford to feed raw. I'm like, how oh. can you not afford yeah. to feed raw? Um, yeah. yeah. And you know, I'm, so, I, I really, uh, I get it. I'm sorry that, that good food is expensive. It's expensive for me, right? Yep. I can't go to McDonald's and say, or, or wait, let me, let me go to a different way. I can't go to, to a steakhouse and say, I'm really ticked that your prices are so high. Mm-hmm. Why can't you give me that steak uh, at McDonald's pricing? Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. And I, you know, I get it. I get it. And even today, trying to put your own stuff together, um, I don't know if you're going to save any money trying to source it all out, trying to put it all together. But but if you can, do it. Do it. Ab- absolutely. But no, I think it's a whole mindset change. It's a whole lifestyle that I actually contribute to changing so many years ago to my, my dog's diet, to my own diet, I have control over who I support, where my money goes. Mm -hmm. It's not a mindset of how can I get the cheapest groceries? That is long gone, long gone. Who can I support like raw dog food and company? What small practitioners can I support with me going for my acupuncture for my animals going for their acupuncture, their chiropractic, whatever. I have power. I have control with where my money goes and I'm willing to spend it to support that and to support this lifestyle that I chose. I choose for me and my animals. Well, I think we see right now very clearly, more clearly than we ever have, that there's far more people that have an agenda that is not based on health. 
Mm-hmm. It's right. It's not based on health. I still get people coming over. My vet said I need to be on a prescription diet. Mm-hmm. My vet said the raw diet is going to kill my dog. My vet said that, you know, I need to feed grains because of DCM. They haven't gotten the memo that that cat mm. is out of the bag, folks. Mm. That was just a bunch of bunk. And they picked it up and ran with it and never investigated it. Um, and and so you've got to wonder if it, if if that little piece of information was not investigated, what about these other things that are so ingrained, like the Banfield protocol? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's one of the worst out there, Dr. It's Andy. Bad. I, it it's, is bad. They they yeah, it's bad. Now, to to their defense, I do have clients that pay their monthly fee and get their dentals done there because <laughs> that's a good deal. Right. The rest, the rest of it, they just don't do. I'm like, okay, so educate yourself. Um, dentals are damn expensive these days. They need to be done. So, you know, if, if they're going to work you, you can work the system here and there. Just educate yourself. Pick and choose what you need done for your animal and how you can get it done for them. Do you, do you trust that you could take your animal in there and get a dental and they wouldn't vaccinate your dog because they see in your records that, uh, that maybe you're not up on I've, your vaccinations? I've, I've had them, I've had clients report that, that that's what's happened and you can't yep. take those back. I'm afraid I would have to hurt somebody. I, uh, it would, might get bloody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would, I, yeah. that would be awful. Yeah, I don't know how I would react, but I did drop off um, my my cats for their dentals a year ago. And one of the techs at my um, vet's office was one of my clients. I go, okay, you're in charge. Nothing goes in these animals. <laughs> like, nothing goes in them. And my vet knows where I stand and, and it was all fine. But yeah. That could be yeah. scary. You know, and then mm-hmm. what, what kind of an arrogant attitude is that? That they have the right to do things to your pet without your permission. Yep. Without consent. Unbelievable arrogance. Mm -hmm. You know, there's this thing going around right now, Dr. Andy, where um, some of these doctors who have come, who who were so big on um, the vax for the people. Mm -hmm are coming at now and saying they were wrong, but we all need to come together and be peaceful and, you know, not get violent. Okay. I'm not saying get violent, but I'm just saying this, I have a hard time understanding. And I asked this question um, to Dr. McCullough and Dr. Mahalota. I think I'm not sure how to say his name on Twitter the other day, because this is what they were saying. We need to come together because we're not going to solve anything by anger. And I said, how is it that a doctor, a, a someone that is in the profession, cannot figure out that these vacs were dangerous, and yet us common folk could? How How is that? And, and their and, answer and, was? Well, I, I think that they did reply. I haven't been back on it because I mm-hmm. saw a notice. But it, it's, I, I just, they, I'm not going to get off that point. Mm-hmm. It's a great point. I'm not getting off the point. And I, and I get it. Uh, there was a one comment that he did make that he said, we're very much indoctrinated. Well, if you know you're yes. indoctrinated. They are. I mean, the it, it's, it's amazing. The indoctrination, right? I've been indoctrinated into chiropractic. I will tell you that mm-hmm. I believe it lock, stock and barrel, but I'm not, okay. But, yeah. That's very different. Isn't it? Like I'm well, not, First of all, if you saw a bunch of animals dying from going to a chiropractor, I think that you would change your view. Yes. Yes. Right. I would I would also like to think, yes, I also believe in something that does work. Right. Right. I don't right. think if you saw adverse ref, uh, effects that you would say, nope, nope, I'm, I'm sticking with this party line and I don't care. I'm not going to believe it. I'm not going to believe it. I'm not going to believe it. I don't think that's where you would be. No, and I also have the point of view that yeah, I, when you're talking, I tell my clients this, you're talking to the chiropractor. I'm going to tell you to adjust. When you go to the surgeon, they're going to tell you, you need surgery. This is where people need to educate themselves. Mm-hmm. Everyone has an agenda. And I still, people don't think that way. Like, no, everybody has an agenda. Absolutely. And sometimes it's in your best interest. Most of the time it's not, you need to have your best interest. Right. So, yeah. It's, 
it's like people that come to me and ask me what's the best kibble. <laughs> I'm like, I you used to have an none. answer. I don't even have an answer now. I'm like none. No, don't do it. I, I was uh, someone came to me the other day and they they you know they really because they don't know how to. You remember the whole um, calculation that you did for the carbs? Mm -hmm. They don't know how to do that. So I did the calculation. Now, in this calculation, I will say that they had on the back of the bag, this was origin, by the way. Okay. Um, it said it had 38% protein. And I said, well, here is the issue with that number. Mm -hmm. We can use that number. And I'm going to give you what the the carbohydrate, the starch number is with that number. But it's more than likely a lot higher in the starch category. Because as I'm looking at the ingredients, there are a lot of plant proteins in here. And they're not deciphering whether that is animal protein or whether that is plant protein. Big factor. But anyway, it was 33% just with the unqualified um, qu protein number, 33% okay. sugar. Mm -hmm. All right. So these people don't understand why are my dogs having itchy paws? Why are my dogs, you know, having scale uh, problems with their skin and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. It's sugar. Yeah. There's no sure. other way. And we say this all the time. Again, people are easily fooled with the marketing. Well, yeah. Again, that's indoctrination, right? Right. Right, the right, commercials. right. Yes. So I've lived in my house for, I don't know, four or five years with just Netflix and Hulu. I haven't seen a commercial. My mother moved in. She now uh -oh. has cable. <laughs> the commercials are killing me. <laughs> You're like, I, I, I'm like, this is what people watch out there. This is what people buy into. This is, I'm just like, oh my God. And I have to leave the room. And she's, I'm just like, I, oh my gosh, people. Get, well, get all that marketing out of your head. Because right. that's what you're indoctrinated in. You see it all the time and, and you, you believe it. it. When I go in the grocery store, you know, they're running those, get your flu vaccine, mm. get your this, vac, mm -hmm. get your that. I literally say out loud. That's a bunch of sphincter noise. I'm sure that people think I'm crazy, but that's okay. I talk back. That's why I try to stay out of the stores too. <laughs> oh. All right. I want to ask you this question. Uh, I've got two questions I want to ask you. So don't let me forget one and two. One is um, on a dog's tail, on a dog's tail, where does the spine stop and how far down does it come? Does it go all the way to the tail? Nope. That's a great okay. question. It actually stops at L2 or L3 lumbar. So we have cervical thoracic lumbar. We, we have seven cervicals. We have 12 thoracic and five lumbars. Dogs have seven cervicals, 13 thoracics and seven lumbars. Okay. So that spinal cord, the cord actually stops about L2, L3. So mid lumbar, the rest of it is filaments. It actually continues, but it's called cava equina. And it's just a bunch of filaments that continue down into the sacrum. Isn't that fascinating? So there's actually no cord at the very end there. What is that in the what tail? Is what is that hardness in the tail? Bones. It's actually coccyx bones. Yeah, there's actually articulating bones all the way down the tail. Yep. And so, so docking the tail, you're actually cutting in between two very small vertebrae. Um, and then if you're docking really short, like some of your Rottweilers, um, and you catch a filament, because they're floating around in there. They're still in the, the inside the vertebrae. Like there's still a, a, a hole there that's supposed to be there and the filaments are floating around. But sometimes with a tail dock that's really short, you can sometimes catch a filament and cause a lot of neurological issues. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Dr. Uh, Judy and I did earlier, maybe last year, maybe year before, we were talking about, are we doing cosmetic surgeries on dogs um, that are, are, uh, abusive. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we said it that way. It was right. sort of like, do we abusive, really detriment? Yeah. Detrimental. Do we need to do? Of course we did. Don't need to do it. Like, of course not. I have a Doberman. They do eat, they crop ears and they dock tails. Right. Mm -hmm. I did not get a hold of the breeder soon enough to leave his tail. So he has a dock tail. He did not get his ears done. 
Um, and that was the deal I did with my, my husband because he wanted the ears done. Um, cause yes, talk about a different look. Absolutely. The amount of innervation in those years, holy shit balls does that gotta hurt. And they're older when they do that. And then they have to wear the wrapping. And I wish this was like almost television because it's very interesting on where his ears naturally lay versus the Dobermans that are up on their head. They actually shrink all of those muscles on the head. They actually get them to sh what I call would shrink or to hold those ears where they, where they people, people have decided they need to go. Now, with that said, I deal with the Doberman's flaps on his ears all the time. They're always ripped open. The poodle has ripped them open in their fights. Like I know why people did it. Um, should it be done? Ugh. You know, we can argue that as the day is long. Finding a bet to do it these days is very difficult. Um, and it's a completely different. People don't even know he's a Doberman. And if you've ever seen a Doberman with a tail and ears, they look like a hound dog. So they really do. It's very interesting. But I think over in Europe, it's not allowed anymore. And it really, why are we cutting off body parts? Right. Just to give a certain look. Look. Yeah. People have decided that this was better. That's all that is. Yeah. Yeah. Because it could, it could cause problems. Yeah, it Later. really could. Absolutely. I, I like, he came home and he still had a stitch in his tail. That stitch was in his tail for like six weeks, seven weeks. They do it really young. They dock the tails very young. That's about all I know. And I'm like, so I had to get the stitch out. We did laser. I do energetic work. I mean, I've had a lot, I've done a lot of work on a lot of dock tails because there's been trauma in there. Ouch. Back to tails, back to emotions, back to trauma. Yeah. So if you slam a dog's tail in a car door, you're basically breaking bones. Would you that can. be right? Absolutely. I mean, you can do a good bruise and yeah, you can fracture vertebrae I've, in there. I've seen tails where you slam them in a door somewhere or they've gotten stuck and now they're not straight anymore. They've mm -hmm. got a kink in them. Yep. Yeah. Because it's been fractured and the body fixed it. Wow. Good to know. All right. My next question is this because I got this today. Um, how do you... How do I want to phrase this? Well, let me just say it like this. We have a lot of vegans. We have a lot of vegans in our customer base. And I had this question this morning. I'd like to feed my dog a variety, but how many ducks have to be killed in order for me to feed ducks? Now, my my brother's a hunter. Your husband's a hunter. Um, I... I I'm, I don't know how to, I, we, yes, things have to die for us to eat, but I don't know how to answer that question. Basically, we have a lot of vegans who honor the breed, the carnivore in their dog. Mm -hmm. Yep. But I don't know how many ducks have to be killed in order to. How many ducks get killed when they till the land to grow their plants? I saw Ted Nugent the other day. He had a little video. Ted <laughs> you oh, know Ted. Guys, oh God, yes, I know. Believe me, if you ever meet my husband, you know I know Ted Nugent. I, well, I, here he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. He was on oh, the geez. Joe Rogan, and he was talking about this. He said, "All right, how when you want your soy or your tofu, do you know how many squirrels, how many rodents, how many insects, how many every years that sit in that field yes. that get, get run over? The amount of animals that actually die when they're tilling the land is huge. And he said, if that's not enough, then they bring in Monsanto. Mm -hmm. And now we've really destroyed mm -hmm. just so that you can have your tofu because you don't want to kill yeah. an animal. But you are killing animals in that regard. Yeah. So we have a lot of vegans. Um, Neely. Neely's doesn't eat meat. So now she did. And I think that she might at another time, but, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, it's a, it's a hard, it's a hard question for, for us who are in this industry. Um, uh, we, we do have to, animals are going to have to die for our dogs mm -hmm. to eat. That is true. And for us to eat. Yes. We're top of the food chain. They, they are going to die. 
one way or the other. I'm sorry, folks. The other thing that was interesting about, I'm going back to the water that I was listening to, Dolphin, I cannot pronounce his last name. He was on this podcast with Dr. Cowan. He was talking about fruits and veggies. And he was saying a lot of these, that water that's inside of these fruits and veggies is not good water because they're out in those fields with poisons and Monsanto's and all that kind of stuff. Well, and some of what I've heard is, I mean, all of it is genetically modified at this point. Like if you actually found a wild apple, it wouldn't be that big and that tasty. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And then you get into the water and it... I don't, uh, it's, it's just our, our food chain is just screwed. Um, and you know, what is it going to take to fix all of it? But I don't think there's actually these people are right. Or that's people, those people are right. I it's a mess and the soil needs to be fixed first and foremost. I think that, that, uh, it would be great if we could get, uh, more educated on, carbon footprint, really what is real and what's not, what they make mm-hmm. a big deal about and right. what really isn't. Um, Do you know also- what the carbon footprint of pharmaceuticals is? Oh, let's hear it. Oh my God. It is bigger than all the cow ranches, cattle, all the slaughterhouses in the, in the country. The amount of destruction that goes into making all the pharmaceutical drugs is enormous. I, I don't know if I can find the exact, um, I was floored on how much that carbon footprint is to make all these drugs. Oh, we're never going to hear about that. Oh no. This was on some podcast somewhere. And I, I lit, I stopped and I'm like, I think they were talking a little bit about this topic, like the vegans versus, you know, carnivores and what would it take to feed animal protein? And we actually can feed the entire world animal protein. It can be done. But what came up was the carbon footprint of pharmaceuticals. Wow. It's insane. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, you know, we kind of latch on to one thing and then we carry that forward. And I get it. Um, uh, One of my neighbors who is, is a raw feeder as well. She's, she's a total vegan and has been her entire life. Mm -hmm. Now, whether that's based on a moral or, or um, health right stance i'm not certain mm-hmm. but yeah. but i will say this that if you talk to a hunter you will understand that you have to thin the herd and maybe that's what they're mm-hmm. doing to us dr andy i don't know they're thinning the herd <laughs> uh, there you go but you have to do that or you have mm-hmm. disease and you have death and you have destruction of land and you have a lot of different things that are yeah. happening. That's why we have seasons, right? We have hunting seasons. Yeah. Um, um, yes. And you, you've been in my home and you know, my husband's a hunter. Um, you can't miss it. And I have learned more about the division of wildlife and animal care and stuff that most people have no idea what that agency takes care of on our land here in Colorado and across the the country. Um, It's amazing actually what that agency does and what is required of hunters. Yes, there's always idiot poachers. That is very different. And that is not what we're talking about here. And everything that's on our wall has also been eaten. Right. Um, And all these animals have been honored and we were very grateful for them and the life they gave. But yeah, Division of Wildlife and managing these herds and what they do. It's amazing to me. And it's a big organization. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a tough subject, you know, um, for it's sometimes, you know, tough when our pet parents are vegans, it, it, it grosses them out sometimes to feed raw meat, mm-hmm. uh, and certainly raw organs, but they do it because they understand that dogs and cats, your wolf or your mountain lion right. is a carnivore. And that's, and that's awesome that they're honoring of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I cannot answer that question. How many animals must be killed? Cause I don't know how many animals must be killed to feed us. Um, so there, that's just that. I was just going to mm-hmm. yeah. throw that out there at you. Thanks. Don't know. Cause I bet you have some, 
some vegans that come in. Mm -hmm. The one thing that we do know is that, and I guess the jury is out. There are vegan foods out there for cats. Oh my. And for dogs, please know. Yeah. But let's see. Let's see how, you know, I, I would like to see their muscle tone. I would like to see their blood work. I would like to see their teeth. I would like to see, I would just like to see. And that's all the physical. This is where I go with it. I'm like, okay, but how vital are they feeling? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not on a carnivore diet. And I don't know if we can answer that unless you feed vegan and then you feed a carnivore diet and see if their personalities change. But if they're always been a vegan fed cat or dog, they may always just kind of be blah. I don't know. I don't know. Right. Yes. Those are all the physical attributes, but how do they feel on a day to day? And that we never, we never have that answer from our animals. Right. Right. Um, unless they're, you know, picking up a ball or not picking up a ball. I mean, there's some of that stuff, but how, what's their vitality? Like that's what you know, I, that myth of in. feeding my dog, a raw diet is going to make them bloodthirsty. No, I think feeding what? a vegan diet will make them bloodthirsty. They're like, give me some meat. How about I take your leg off? <laughs> They're like, oh my gosh, the meat cravings are insane, but they can't let us know, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> when they start so biting you, your toes or something. Right. So you're talking about picking up a ball. Your last email that went out, you were talking about your favorite indoor games. games. Yep. Reindeer mm -hmm. games, as you Rain. called them. Yes. The reindeer yes. games. And you can sign up uh, for that email on Hang on, don't do it, don't don't tell me. Doctor. No, animalmagiccare.com. Animalmagiccare.com. And it's a it, it is an animal magic M A G G I C. I see. And there's another C. Yeah. Care.com. Yeah. Animalmagiccare.com. You get on her mm -hmm. email list. Well, let's talk about some of the games. Now, one of the things that you were talking about tug of war. Now, some people would say, doesn't that bother their neck? You, you know, this tug of war game yeah, as the chiropractor, I will say that <laughs> But it was one of the games that you like. It was. And I did make a comment in the email that take it easy. And if you have something just little and short, it's one thing, but no, I, I don't like tug of war. I really don't. We do not need to be cranking on your animal's neck all over the place. You really, if there's one thing you'll stop for me is letting two dogs play tug of war. Mm. So with as a person the person's going to give a little the person's going to stop the game you put two dogs together and they're just going to start ripping each other's neck either any direction to get the toy right so mm -hmm. if you can at least stop the two dogs playing i can sleep better at night but um yeah i i'm not a big fan of tug of war and the way that susan garrett who i'm i'm actually a very big fan of susan garrett you can find her youtube channel and she does all these videos. She never brushes her hair. It's hysterical. I love her. Um, never brushes her hair. No, it's always like all over. It's just hysterical. It's cute. She's adorable and she's brilliant. And she's a, a world agility champion. And, and I like her approach because it is a very positive, very treat based, but she also says you have to transition away from treats to a hand, to something else, to just expecting your dog to behave. And I'm like, thank you for all those mm -hmm. people that still have a pouch around their waist all the time because they can't get their dog to do anything else. Go over to Susan Garrett. She'll help you transition out of it. Um, thank you for saying that because that is, that is exactly, mm -hmm. it's it, the dog should be under your voice command. Mm -hmm. And so she does work. She has videos on all of that. And so we put up her games um, video and yes, the tug of war was in there. Keep it light. Keep it minimal. All right. I do not play tug of war with my animals, my dogs. So here, here's one that I want to ask you about. It's called uh, walking downstairs. Now, mm -hmm. here's why I, I want to talk to you about this, because I remember back when I had my first dachshund, Doc, Doc the Dachshund, and I wanted to adopt another dachshund for him. However, because I had stairs in my house, I could not adopt a dachshund. I got a, two more anyway, because you can always find them. But anyway, this particular group mm -hmm. wouldn't 
would not allow me to adopt because I had stairs. So what's up with this walking down the stairs game? Um, I would not do it with my dachshund. Oh, I carry my dachshund downstairs. You won't let him walk up either. Uh, he goes up, but he doesn't go up all the time. Um, they don't uh, mine in particular. And these minis had n- not enough leg to clear all that. And going down is always harder than going up. So out of the car, down the stairs. But what she's talking about is no momentum. You ever see how dogs go up and down stairs? Mm-hmm. You know, four at a time. I mean, you should, I should videotape my poodle go up the stairs. He can clear six at a time because he really can't do one at a time. He does not have the muscle. It's all momentum. And I know this and I'm the rotten chiropractor who doesn't work with their dogs, but um, it would actually be really good for him to walk up the stairs, but that's literally walking and getting dogs to slow down to do that is actually kind of hard. Um, I have their dog walker, Shauna, who also does is a fit pause, um, certified trainer. She actually makes them go up the stairs backwards. Him and the Doberman. Up the stairs backwards. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they have to figure out where their back end is to go up the stairs backwards. I'm not that talented. I can't do that with my own animals, but she does that with them. And so, so what, what's the advantage of that, of having a dog go up the stairs backwards? And, and let's, let's, let's qualify this. It has to be a dog that is tall enough, right? Yes. That has yes. the proper. So yes. you, can you kind of give me, um, maybe not a. Beagle and bigger, maybe cocker and bigger, 25, 30 pounds with, with decent amount of legs. I don't even think you'd want to do it with corgis. There's not enough leg to, (laughs) and then that might be too stressful to get up the stairs. Um, it doesn't mean you don't do that with Cavalettis and that's a whole nother conversation, but, um, my long legged dogs, most dogs have no idea where their rear end is. They really don't. You see them running at the dog park. You see them on a walk and all four legs are moving that back end mostly, especially with age, is going along for the ride. The front end is doing all the work. So to go upstairs backwards, they have to really think about where those back legs are and move them up and onto something. Um, And that's why we do, Shauna, more than me, do fit paws and get on uneven surfaces and do this different stuff in a controlled, thoughtful manner. And that's where just going upstairs one at a time, they have to think about it. They can't just use momentum and to place all the feet. It's actually quite, um, actually, you're going to get them tired because they have to think about it, but it's a lot of information into their nervous system. And it's a lot of information into muscles. It's, it's pretty awesome. So that's, that's pretty cool. And then you were talking about, uh, backing up. So backing up, right. Mm -hmm. Getting your dog to back up again. Uh, and we see horses do this a lot, Mm -hmm. right. They can back up. Um, I wonder how, how far you tell them to back up. You have any idea how far, because like, for instance, lousy, she has a command oust, right. Drop that Mm -hmm. toy and back up. And, Mm -hmm. And so I say, Oust, she drops it back up so I can mm-hmm. grab it right before she tries to grab it again. So that, but that's only three uh-huh. or four steps back. Right. That's perfect. If you just did that with your dog twice a day, it's huge. The gains that dogs get from just a little bit is amazing. It really is. And so you're probably not going to start backing up upstairs. You're going to just back them up a couple steps. Um, and if you watch my poodle, it's actually really hard for him. He'll do it, but it's hard for him because of his hip thing. And, and if you have hip stuff and so, yeah, two, three steps a couple times a day, maybe huge for your animal. That's pretty cool. What's another one of your, your favorite games for your animals? Um, well, from what I understand, and I'm not the expert here. It's what 15 minutes of sniffing equals what 30 minute walk. Really? Something like that. Yeah. And so Whoa. I've been, I know. So there's the muffin tin game. You put the cookies in the muffin tin and you put socks or a ball on it. I actually just laid a towel over it. Um, but honestly, my animals were not that smart when we played these games. 
And of course I forgot to videotape them because that's how I am. But I just rolled up a line of treats in an old dish towel and that kept them occupied. I did that like twice for each of them. And that was like the 15 minutes. It was, and they had to dig out the towel, which is much easier than the damn snuffle mats. I think the snuffle mats are awesome, but you gotta like get them in there and it's time consuming. And I, I just rolled them up in an old dish towel and it was amazing how, and then they all did sack out for the afternoon. They all had to take naps. So we, we do that with Austin. We didn't even know that we were really doing something good like that for her uh, because, you know, her being 14 now, a lot of times she doesn't go with us as much as Lazi. Mm-hmm. Lazi goes with us everywhere. But Austin's like, man, I don't want to have to get up in the car. And, and she cannot get up there by herself. We have to lift mm-hmm. her in there. She can put her front paws up, but that's it. And um, so what Rick does, and she has known this will be back command or mm-hmm. voice yeah. you know we she knew uh, a long time ago that that meant you're not going you're staying home we'll be back right mm-hmm. yeah but what he does is he he will take treats the little air-dried treats that we have he will mm-hmm. hide them all around the house for her yep. and then she knows he'll say go find it and we go out the door she spends her time going around the house and trying to find those treats. Now I'm not sure how long it takes her. I have to look at the cameras, but <laughs> no, uh, it's an awesome game. It's awesome. And uh, simpler because you, she's been doing this a long time and yes. it is amazing how poorly our animals can sniff things out. And some of my senior clients and maybe not even all my senior clients, I'm like, okay, every day, um, a handful of treats, um, heaven forbid, handful of kibble, drop it on the carpet. We want them on carpet, especially if they're senior and let them start sniffing them all out. That alone, when you do a sniffing game like that, and Susan Garrett talks about search, all of that nose work is amazing because you activate both sides of the brain and that helps the neurology all the way to the rear. Nice. And I think our animals are so, we have made our animals so helpless. Like we drop a cookie and they don't find it instantly. So what do we do? We, we lean down point, we lean down, pick it up for them. Let them work it out. <laughs> Let them use their nose. And that's what that is just once. And it's easy for pet parents, right? Just once a day, drop a bunch of treats, um, preferably one ingredient, air dried treats onto the carpet and let them find them. And work up to these search games like Austin knows how to do. I can't have, do that. I have five dogs. You know, I can't do it. There'll be a fight. You know, right. it's just, and I have littles and I have big. So that's not a game we play. I actually have to, it's actually quite difficult playing games in my house because I have so many dogs. I have to separate them and do this and occupy this one. And this one's so different. Um, so I need to do better with that. But yeah, if you have a single dog or two dogs that do get along really well, a search game like that's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I I do have to make Lazi uh, sit. Mm-hmm. Um, she she's her her obedience on voice is amazing, right? I would say if I could have five of her, I would, because she is so um, and, and she's had a lot of work, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of work. Yeah. And, and and you can't just do it sometimes it's every day, but I can, because Asta is very slow at eating her treats and she's going to crunch them and they're going to fall on the ground. And Lazi, if I let her, she's going to run over there and, and, help, and her sister out. help her sister out, take those yeah. out of her mouth mm-hmm, for her. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm, will. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, we do that. And, um, and that's, that's awesome. Well, I think that uh, you guys want to get over to Dr. Andy's world on YouTube. When is that going to happen? That's going to be Tuesdays at 6 p.m. over on YouTube. You can come with your questions. Uh, You can come and uh, check out Dr. Andy. And she can get you a pet nutrition consultation as well. And I think one of the great things about what you do in the pet nutrition, Dr. Andy, is that you can help them understand how that mentally is going to help them. Also how that physically is going to help them, right? Because you're so in tune with the dog's physicality, right? How does a kibble fed dog 
um, maybe injure itself more and, and how you're going to correct that, right? Because with poor nutrition, high carbs, inflammation, uh, this is something that you're correcting all the time. So I think this is awesome that you can really put all those pieces together in your pet nutrition consultations, right? You can help them understand that it's not just for, you know, food. It, it It's the overall body, the mm-hmm. overall body, how that works yeah. with their mental health. Because we want smart dogs. We want happy dogs. We want calm dogs. We want dogs to enjoy their life, not to be jacked up and just stressed out all the time. Exactly. And that's what, I mean, gosh, the behavior problems we're having, mm-hmm. isn't that more to do with inflammatory process from crummy food than, it, than a Prozac deficiency? Right. Right. And and do we, oh my gosh, do we, I I mean, we'll have to go into that on another podcast about Mm -hmm. how many people are using drugs to calm their dogs down. And yet you're still putting in the food that is jacking them up. That that seems, that seems cruel to me, Dr. Mm -hmm. Andy. That seems very kind of cruel. Cruel and easy to fix. Right. I don't want to make light of everybody's life choices, but it's kind of easy to fix and a great place to start. But it instead is. we start with $600,000 visits to the veterinary behaviorist. Oh my gosh. To get a pill. Why well, start there? I don't get it. It just boggles my mind. Personally. It's sphincter noise. It's all it, it is. Yes, it is. All right, everybody. You want to get over to Dr. Andy's world. That's on her YouTube live. Dr. Andy is A N D I. Not A-N-D-Y, Dr. Andy's World. That's 6 p.m. Mountain Time every Tuesday. Also, you can get on her email list. It's animalmagiccare.com, animalmagiccare.com. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Getting good at this. Uh, If you're in the Denver area, you can sign up with Dr. Andy. Get your dog a chiropractic adjustment and uh, see see the changes. Get, Get six sessions. Six sessions. I mean, I would highly recommend it. You know, uh, I just, I just got on your birthday blowout special package, which I'm so excited. Got it for the whole year for Miss Asta. Cause I think she's going to make it to 15. I think she's damn damn straight. Damn straight. All right. (laughs) Get over to raw dog food and company.com. That's raw dog food and company.com. Get your dog in a species appropriate diet today. Super important. If you're confused, just hit that. I'm overwhelmed or hit our chat button because here at raw dog food and company, your pet's health is our business and friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you next week. Dr. Andy. Sounds good. Bye everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.